it's an all in kind of listening where you listen to that, which is beyond words. Mm. And the urban dictionary has, has a definition for this and it is quantum listening. And oh, it's, wow. it's, it's kind of that next evolution for humanity of listening in this all in way. Hi, I'm Biz Cush, a life coach and therapist and your host here on the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. We're talking to women all over the world who found their way back to themselves, to their inner knowing, to their intuition, to their wisest self. We're exploring how to feel alive, authentic, engaged, and fully present in your life. Let's awaken your wise woman. Hello to all of you wise women out there. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. And I'm your host, Elizabeth or Biz Cush, and I'm very excited about this week's guest. Her name is Terry Lenowski, and she is going to talk to us about soulful listening. But before we get started, I just want to be sure that I check in with all of you and see how your wise women journeys are progressing, how they're going how are you feeling? I know that it's been a really unsettled time. I think we are so ready to be through the stress of the coronavirus and just to live our lives without having to think so hard about safety and protecting ourselves and protecting our loved ones. But I hope that this will pass and that we will get back on track and begin to heal as a country, throughout the world, just all of us. My wise woman journey continues as I continue to just explore other methods of inner knowing, deeper listening, checking in with myself better understanding and listening to and trusting my intuition. And I know I've shared with some of you some of that some of that journey has been my own therapy. I've been also over the last 6 to 8 months doing brain spotting, which is pretty amazing and I hope to get somebody on the podcast to talk about that process, but it has really opened up a lot of doors as well as doing this training in internal family systems, which I just love that it's so welcoming of all our parts and helping us learn to love ourselves fully in all the ways, all the parts. This journey of inner knowing also opened up for me the idea that When I launched my coaching business, mentally, I was not in the space to bring on more clients. And so I backed off the marketing of the coaching business, but I am feeling more spaciousness in my schedule and in my life. And so 
If you're interested in doing some life coaching with me, I'm going to be offering in the new year a few free coaching sessions. So keep an eye out for those. You can join the newsletter to find out more about that and how you would apply for one of those free coaching spots. It would be a 90-minute deep dive coaching session. So go to elizabethcushcoaching.com. And there is a link there on the homepage to sign up for the newsletter and you'll get all the details once I make them more known. On to our guest. Terry Linowski is the founder of Soulful Listening and is an accomplished thought leader whose body of work in evolutionary communication is timely, impactful, and deeply relevant given today's chaos and disconnect. Inspired by her grandma, Helga, and through insights gained as chair of the American Counseling Association Foundation, representing over 40,000 professional counselors and other significant professional contributions, she created an easily repeatable roadmap for deeper connection. Terry has had the honor of leading national human-centered design teams, which embraced empathy and design thinking to showcase workforce innovations at the White House, not once, but twice. And Terry is super excited to have been invited to take to the TEDx stage in October 2021 to share her powerful message. Terry today is going to talk to us about soulful listening and her journey with that and how it has helped her in her communication with her son and her loved ones and all the people in her life, as well as her clients. So stay tuned for our exciting conversation. Hi, Terry, and welcome to the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. Hi, Elizabeth. I am so excited to be here today for our conversation. I am too. I am too. And as we were talking before we got started, it's always interesting to me that, yeah, that there are sort of outside connections often with the people that are on the podcast, but it's so great to talk to new people and to get to know them through this process. And so I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself with the listeners and what inspired you to do the work that you're doing these days. Mm, That's such a great question. My inspiration came a couple of years ago when I ran across some research that I was, you know, reviewing for a big project that I was on and discovered that half of the American population is lonely. Mm. The hardest hit are our youth. And then this year in an article I reviewed, maintained that the impact of loneliness has health implications equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day and now exceeds the health risk of obesity. Wow. And so all of those things just made me reflect deeply and, you know, and really, really come up with a way that is what I consider to be a simple solution to a very, very complex and gigantic problem. And Mm -hmm. I call this soulful listening Mm -hmm. and it's an approach to communicating and connecting on a deep level. And it might be helpful for me to, to just kind of broadly go over the elements of soulful listening 
And I want to kind of underscore what made me, you know, kind of kind of an expert in this. And mm-hmm. it began back when I was was a child in my hometown of Auburn, Nebraska, population 3000. And I lived in a the upper floor of a mansion, which sounds quite lovely. And when I say upper floor, the second floor is because my family had turned the, the bottom floor into a, a bustling restaurant and bar okay. with banging and clanging and late night bar crowds beneath my bedroom every night. Oh, wow. And there wasn't even a kitchen upstairs. It was just like we lived in the restaurant, basically. And what I wanted more than anything was to be heard and seen. Mm. And if somebody would have asked me who listens to you, it would not have been my immediate family. Yeah, it would have been my grandma Helga. And in her presence, it felt as though the rest of the world had disappeared and we were in this warm bubble of connection. And of course, (laughs) her cooking wafting smells from the kitchen made it even, you know, even more comfortable and, and inviting. Yeah. And so when I reflected on what helped grandma to be so present and so available, it really stemmed from the self-care practices that she had in her life. And what that looked like for her was setting healthy boundaries with the demands of the world around her, Mm -hmm. a weekly woman's group that she connected with. It was kind of her social outlet. She was artistic. And so she would express herself through, through arts and crafts that she would be involved in. And she took care of her body with quiet personal time and quality reading of high level publications. And Mm -hmm. so what this positioned grandma Helga to do would be to come to an interaction from a position of overflow. Mm. And that made her more available to others and made others, you know, kind of brought out the best in everyone around her. Yeah. And so that ended up being the first element of soulful listening, okay. self-care. And a lot of times people think, you know, I don't have time for self-care. What is it? Mm. And, right. And right. Little- I don't have time to go to the spa <laughs> or get my nails done or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And really. Self-care is a gift, not only that you give yourself, but to everyone else in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And so it may look like, you know, eating well, getting Mm -hmm. enough rest, taking a moment out to take a couple of breaths. And so it's so important to fill your cup up, so to speak, so that you can come to interactions with others with something to offer. Yeah. And not be depleted and pulling from, from others. Well, and I feel like, you know, not to interrupt, but just that the, for women in particular, that, you know, coming at relationships or, or whatever it is we're doing, often we are coming at it from such a depleted place because we're so good at knowing what everybody else needs and putting our needs on the back burner. And I, uh, yeah, I a hundred percent agree that yeah, by, by just giving ourselves more nourishment and care, we're, we're so much better able to 
be better humans too, right? <laughs> right, right. And access all that we already have available within right. our own being. Because yes. when we are so depleted, we constrict. Mm-hmm. We just do. But when we can relax a little yeah. bit, when we really have met our, you know, our fundamental needs, we can relax and we can be present for another. Which mm-hmm. which brings us to the second element, which is becoming fully present. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard one for a lot of people. <laughs> well, it, sure, sure. And, you know, and I imagine that we all can think of times when we've been in a conversation where you can almost see the cartoon bubble above their head with a list of things they're thinking about, not us. Yes. And we yes. feel it. We feel it. Yeah. 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 And Mm -hmm. so sometimes it sounds like, you know, becoming fully present may sound a bit abstract. And Mm -hmm. so one of the activities I love to do with, with people in live events that I'll, I'll just share here is just a simple breathing exercise where we breathe in and hold and then breathe out. And we do this three times. Mm. And as we're doing this, I would just invite your listeners to pay attention to the warmth in their heart area. So let's just go ahead and do this together. That would be great. Take a breath in through your nose. Hold. Out through your mouth. Another time in through your nose. Hold. And out through your mouth. And a third time in through your nose. Hold. And out through your mouth. And notice the energy has shifted between us Mm. and we're more in our bodies. Wiggle your toes, just wiggle your toes (laughs) and see we're now more present. Yes, yes, yes. And that's so important for when we truly take care of ourselves and become fully present, we bring a quality of grace and compassion into every interaction. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I thinking about being fully present just day to day, I can get sort of caught up in other people's experiences. You know, if I'm at an event or like I'm thinking last night at a concert and haven't been to see live music in a long time and just was so, I got so drawn into everybody, what everyone else was doing versus like just being there fully present with the music. And, you know, it took me a minute to like, okay, let's put the phone down. Let's just be here and listen and enjoy this because it was really wonderful. Oh gosh, Elizabeth. Well, I applaud you for catching yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and we're all human. We, we stray sometimes we get distracted sometimes, but I, I think the important thing is to just notice when that happens and just bring yourself back, you know, mm-hmm. even in the middle of a conversation, when you find yourself with your own bubble above your head, just kind of, <laughs> kind of like check yourself and go, Oh, okay. Okay. I'm here now. I'm here. Yeah. And just take a breath. Just by yourself, you don't have to make any big announcement or any proclamation. <laughs> just, you know, just take a breath and listen. Mm, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And so then we go into the third element of soulful listening, which is kind of a hybrid between active listening and empathy. 
Mm-hmm. So if the two had a child, it would be this element. <laughs> and it's it's an all-in kind of listening where you listen to that which is beyond words. Mm. And the Urban Dictionary has has a definition for this, and it is quantum listening. And oh, it's, wow. it's, it's kind of that next evolution for humanity of listening in this all-in way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and and I would imagine that if we were being fully present and listening in this sort of quantum listening, sort of picking up too on like the other cues, maybe that maybe their body is, you know, giving off or just, yeah, just really tuning in fully to the person who's with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and just imagine how that would feel if somebody did that with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's a rich gift. It truly it is. is. Yeah, it, it truly is. is. Yeah. And when we connect in this way, on this deeper level, you know, the, the chances are we'll get clues and cues and we may pick up on a way that we might be helpful to someone else, mm-hmm. which, which kind of segues into the fourth element, which is inspired action. And so we all have resources available to us that could be of immense value to another person on their life path. And it might be as simple as making a phone call, looking up some information, Mm -hmm. or just making a connection. Yeah. But that just, you know, that begins to embed integrity in your relationship. I'm sure we've had conversations where we felt heard, people are nodding their heads and you're thinking, okay, okay, okay. And then it just, nothing happens after that. So it falls flat at that point. And so by taking it to this next step, this next element, it adds a whole layer of confidence within your relationship and within your interactions. So you can imagine as this happens time and time again, the walls go down a little bit further and there is, you know, I had said confidence, but there's also kind of license to be more fully yourself Mm -hmm. and to maybe offer even bolder out of the box ideas. Hmm. Yeah. And then the, the fifth element is where we kind of tie it all together and it's the feedback loop. And again, somebody may have been taking action on your behalf, no strings attached, but if you don't know about it, there's a a tendency to feel like you're like falling off into the abyss. And Mm -hmm. so the the feedback loop is you just come back to that person and say, you know, Hey, I, I made a couple of calls. I'm waiting to hear back. And this is what, you know, what I've done, no strings attached. Just, just wanted to do this for you. Mm. And just imagine that cycle repeating itself, whether it be in the workplace, whether it be with the child, whether it be in your romantic partnership. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Really. Yeah. Just so attuned to, to yourself, but wanting to see them, hear them, be with them and take, you know, in some ways, yeah, help, help them move forward, but in a really connected, connecting way. That's so, that's lovely. 
Oh, well, thank you so much. And it's, you know, it's really what we're all about here on this earth is to, you know, be there for one another and lift each other up. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's humanity at its best. And we as humans are at our best when we feel seen and heard and supported by others, period. It's in our Mm -hmm. very human nature. Yes, yes, yes. Well, and I would imagine that social media devices, just our way of living these days with sort of instant gratification and moving on to the next thing before we're even finished with this thing gets in the way of this very fully listening process. I mean, it really, it is slowing things down, right? Like we're taking the time to be fully present versus can I get 10 things done while I'm listening to this conversation or listening Uh, to what uh this person is saying to me? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It is, you know, a kind of a prevalent dynamic in our culture at present. And I would Mm -hmm. just challenge people to slow it down one soulful listening conversation at a time and just mm-hmm. see, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, it's so seductive to get pulled into the social media trap and to scroll and to mm. do that, you know, very destructive comparison game. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see this highlight reel of somebody's life and you, you do some storytelling that oh, that's how everybody else is really living every day, day in and day out. Well, yeah. well, it's not true. It's not true. And as we have like real conversations and, you know, have high stakes conversations, it really elevates the human experience, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes the way to have a real conversation is not being modeled, whether that be in a work setting or at home. And so if we can lead that in our own lives, just imagine the ripple effect. Well, I, I so agree with you that, yeah, if we are, yeah, like modeling, just like we do for kids or yeah, other people that if we can model this behavior for others, it might catch on (laughs) Um, for you has, I'm guessing that you actively practice this yourself. (laughs) And I'm curious about how it's impacted your relationship and you, you know, using this method to go more deeply. Right. It's, it's kind of who I am. And so it's not that I practice it. I am it. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at the longstanding relationships I have, and when I was, you know, I sequestered myself for a couple of months to kind of tease apart, what was it that made this be so? (laughs) And, you know, out of that emerged the five elements. And so when I reflect back on relationships, why don't I share one with my son, like a story Mm -hmm. with my son? Yeah. I was a single parent from the time he was 10 years old on. Mm -hmm. And so we have only communicated in the way I've just described. That's the way we have his entire life. Mm-hmm. And so I tuned in, or we tuned in for a high stakes conversation when he was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And we knew that it would be up to the two of us to fund whatever was going to happen after high school and kind of read between the lines there. Mm-hmm. And so his name's Jacob and we were living in, in Nebraska. And I asked him, I go, Jacob, what do you want for your after high school experience? And at 15 years old, 
he just very directly and clearly said, mom, I'd like to go someplace strong in math and science. And if I could play on a good football team, is there a place that has both? Hmm. <laughs> I just like gasped because, because of all of the things, but, yeah. but, but yeah. I trusted, I trusted his inner knowing there was something in his clarity that, you know, inspired me to take action. So when I checked around the Southern school kept popping up. And when I went back to him and said, you know, Jacob, this school is what people keep, keep saying, he goes, well, we should go visit. <laughs> and I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't even know how I'm going to pay for plane tickets, <laughs> let alone feed a 300 pound behemoth man child in a big city. <laughs> <laughs> but, but as, as is said in the alchemist, when, <laughs> when you want something, the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it. So uh, we made it down to the school before the end of his uh, sophomore year and talked to students, talked to coaches. A couple of days later, we're at a park. He looks down at me from his six, five frame and says, mom, I feel like I belong here. Oh. That was it. That was it. Before the end of his junior year, he had a full scholarship to play football for Georgia Tech. Wow. And so he has lived a life of his own challenges. He did all the work, both academically and physically. I did not do that. What I did was I walked alongside him, holding the space for possibilities and listening in an evolutionary way. And he stepped in to his bold vision of his own life. And that has continued throughout his life. He's now in his thirties and just became a doctor of physical therapy. And mm -hmm. so I share that because it goes on and on. And it is a gift you give others that you share this with, that you practice this with, you are modeling this with, because then they embody it in their own lives. Mm -hmm. As is true with my son and other people that have worked for me and, and so on and so forth. It just yeah. becomes how they walk through life. Mm. Yeah. Well, and, and I would imagine that, yes, you're also, I mean, with, with the active listening, you're being very present in yourself, which then encourages them to be very present in themselves, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like really tuning into, oh, they really heard me. It's sort of reinforcing yeah, yeah, their yeah. own experience. Right. And, you know, and what I observed too, when we're in tune this way, we notice our own cognitive dissonance. Mm -hmm. It's not that life all, all just rolls along smoothly and effortlessly, but we, we notice when, when we're at odds within our own being, mm -hmm. and then we can listen to ourselves in this way and, you know, do a little investigative and also, I don't know, with a higher degree of emotional intelligence, you can kind of wade through those bumps that come along the way. Mm. And you know that taking action when you're in that, that space of dissonance, you know that it is possible. And, <laughs> and once you step through that, you know, you gain a little confidence in yourself. And if you have somebody walking alongside you, that's even more powerful. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like the the path that has taken me where I am today really sort of led me back to myself where for such a long time I was sort of looking for things outside myself to 
you know, fill whatever void it was. And that coming back home to me really took a lot of yeah meditation and presence and finding being more in tune with my body. And this just feels like it fits so nicely with that process too, where, you know, yes, we're actively listening and to other people, but yeah, to be able to do it for ourselves too is lovely. It's a, it, it, I feel like it would enhance all your relationships, but also the relationship with yourself. Oh, that's so beautifully sad. So beautifully Mm. sad. And what a gift, you know, what a gift to the world, to yourself and to your potential. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Very nice. And I'm wondering like if there were listeners here who were like, okay, I get the, you know, there's these steps and how do I do this? But what if they were feeling, I don't know, I guess just sort of disconnected from this in a way that was like, I don't really know how I would go about doing this. What would you say to them? What would you say? Yeah, that's a powerful question. It's not uncommon when new information is presented that it can feel overwhelming. You know, you can kind of go, I don't know, I'm not going to even do any of it because I just don't get it all. And so what I would say is to just start small. Do Mm -hmm. one conversation over the course of this next week, one person that you care enough about to want to connect on a deeper level, pick one person, one conversation And before you enter that conversation, take three deep breaths and just be a little more present in that one conversation, that one time, and then check in with yourself afterwards to see what that felt like. Hmm. Yeah. And then add one more and Mm -hmm. add one more because again, in the alchemist, I, I love that book. It really expresses the magnitude of just beginning. And I think it goes something like when we strive to become better than we are, everything around us becomes better too. Hmm. And so one small step, one small step Hmm. and listen. And then if, you know, if you get like an indication that maybe you can make a call on somebody's behalf, you know, do it and let the person know. Or if you're in the work setting and, and let's say you have, you know, people that, that you work with, try starting the day out with a five minute check-in conversation. I did this for years and years and it was just beautiful. It didn't take very long. It wasn't called soulful listening at the time, but it certainly was that. And I would yeah. just check in how, you know, and you would be able to tell once you get this practice kind of rolling. Mm-hmm. You can almost tell when somebody's off, you know, like, or if they are frustrated about something, then you can address it mm-hmm. when it's kind of a baby frustration, right? Right. <laughs> you know, before it blows up and and you end up needing to recruit a new person. <laughs> so mm, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's <laughs> and that's just really true. And so that would be. You know, what I would suggest, Elizabeth, is to just just try it out. Mm-hmm. You know, because what I would say is, even if you just tune in and take a couple of breaths, 
and really try to leave that laundry list aside, Mm -hmm. the dynamics will change within your relationships without a question because you have shifted. And so it has to change. It might not be exactly what you want it to be in the end, but it will be better than not doing that. And so I also like to give this illustration when you enter into a conversation, the kind of conversations that we're talking about, you kind of need to leave the old scripts to the side, Mm. you know, where you can, you're kind of telling yourself, oh, he's going to say this, I'm going to say this, and it's going to end like this. (laughs) Right? Yeah. 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 Sort of predicting, predicting. Yeah. 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 That never turns out well, right? Mm -mm. But if we can enter into a conversation with kind of a sense of curiosity Mm, and really, (laughs) yeah, and really, really bring quality questions into the interaction, because I believe that the quality of the solutions lie within the quality of the questions that we embody. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Terry, if listeners wanted to know more about you and finding you know, out more about soulful listening, how would they go about doing that? Really? Thank you. The, the best way is my website, which is soulfullistening.com. Nice. And on there, what I'll do when this episode goes live, I'll post podcast links on there. So it's easy for, for people to go to one place and just kind of look at that. And I also have my email address on the website as well. Awesome. And then I have one Great. thing that's kind of exciting. That's, and I will be doing a, a TEDx talk that is really exciting. That is so cool. Yeah. I love Ted talks and TEDx and all that's so great. And I will definitely put the link to your conversation uh, on TEDx in the, in the show notes. So people can find that too. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Of course. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate your taking the time. I know everybody is busy and I just so appreciate your spending this time with us today. It's been my pleasure. Be well. I really enjoyed that conversation with Terry, especially as I have continued with my mindfulness journey and recognizing the power of listening, whether it's through meditation or actively listening to the people in our lives. It's so powerful when we allow ourselves to be fully present with the people in us that we care about, that we work with, just people we pass on the street if they're asking us directions or whatever it is, to be fully present and really, really listen. I was a little skeptical as Terry was explaining the last part of her Soulful Listening Foundation uh, that that inspired action. There was a part of me that was like, you know what? I I don't want to have to take on someone else's (laughs) issues and help them find a problem. And there was a part of me that thought, you know, for people with boundary that struggle with setting healthy boundaries, that this might add to their distress, that they have to actually actively think about ways they can help another person, especially if they didn't want to. But at the end of our conversation, after we had finished recording, 
Terry paused and asked me, well, thanked me for being on the podcast and then reflected back and said, is there anything that I can do to help you with your podcast, with your journey, whatever it might be? And I felt a huge sense of gratitude and connection and it was really powerful. And she wasn't coming up with solutions. She wasn't coming up with, she wasn't trying to solve anything for me. She just asked how she could help. And that was lovely. And I did. I told her if she could think of anybody that could be on the podcast as a guest or that had she been on other podcasts where I might be a good guest. And But it was just lovely. It really touched my heart. And I just wanted to share that with all of you. So I hope you all have a wonderful week. I hope you wise women will take some time to soulfully listen to the people in your life. And if you're interested in knowing more about Terry and her work, you can find them in the show notes for this episode. And you can find the show notes at awakenyourwisewoman.com. You can search for Terry's name or just scroll down and find episode nine. And that's where our show notes and conversation will be. Also, uh, Terry and I talked about uh, having the link to her TEDx presentation in the show notes, but she informed me that that will not be available until January. So at this time, that link will not be there. But once I have it, I will update the show notes with that information. Again, if you want to know more about potentially applying for a free coaching spot with me, sign up for my newsletter at elizabethcushcoaching.com and fill out the form at the bottom to get the newsletter and that will keep you up to date on all the things. Have a terrific week and I look forward to connecting with you next time on the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Music by Andy Cush, sound editing by Laura Disler, and show notes by Kathy Cush. If you'd like more information about me, Biz Cush, and the resources shared today, go to awakenyourwisewoman.com.